Hey, 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 we are here in full effect, this joint episode of the Soul Sisters and the Soul Brothers. Hey, P, what's going on, girl? Listen, I am excited about this conversation on tonight. I am super excited to be here with you. One of my favorite speakers, when I tell y'all, this man, the guy, he dropped gems, bombs, and automobiles. Yes, I said (laughs) Because he's going to take you somewhere. Got to. Listen, it's my pleasure to share the stage with you as well. You know, you are woman of God in your own right. And I have enjoyed uh, our friendship over the years and sharing on different ventures. And um, I know tonight is going to be a wonderful episode as we pick up um, Mm -hmm. a wonderful conversation that I think is really needed amongst men and women. You know, talking about that, the purpose for men and women. You know, that's that's a heavy conversation. And myself and um, you know, James and A B uh tackled it this past weekend. And I know today, uh having you and our own uh male and female, it's gonna be a different, a different take, different perspective. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. Yes, 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 yes. I I wanna jump right in. Um Scriptures Genesis one and twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go to the scripture. So I'm gonna kind of give like a highlight of what it is, and then I'm gonna actually read the scripture. Um, but Genesis one is a key passage. Um, like uh, we get an overview of God and His plan. It contains fundamentals and God's plan for. A man and woman equally represented in God's equally rule. Men and women are equal in terms of God's plan of creation and salvation and plan of destiny. Genesis 1 and 27 establishes a fundamental equality between men and women. It has a fundamental priority over the passages. Other passages fulfill or they kind of like skim over or they give like a detail but not Mm -hmm. all the way so in Genesis 1 and 27 let me go ahead and go there just wanted to give that kind of background before I step on in it because this is the godly view and we want to come directly from God's point of view Mm -hmm. but I I am going to give some of my I am going to give some of my after I read uh, this passage, 27 and 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over 
every living thing that moves on earth. And I read Genesis 1, 27 and 28 in the New King James Version. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of heard a little bit of some of what you guys, you know, I was kind of in and out. Um, but I did hear a little bit. Um, but I'm going to, I guess, give my um, my little two cents on it. Please. Um, Upon reading this passage, um, it's I believe it's pretty familiar with um, pretty much everybody. If you're in the Christian community, um, if you heard anything about Bible study or Sunday school, you kind of have heard this passage. Um, and in verse 27, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So if we're both in God's image, that's our purpose to mirror him here on earth mm-hmm. our purpose as man and woman equally are to fulfill god's plan for our lives individually and collectively and what does that look like that's us being mirrors of who god is in heaven on earth the next part um 28 it says then god blessed them and god said be fruitful and multiply so that's the second part of our purpose is for us to come together as man and woman to be fruitful and multiply. What does that mean? That means have sex and have children. Mm-hmm. So then it says, fill the earth and subdue it. So we want to actually, and this, this is the part that I feel like a lot of times, um, I want to say this the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot of times I feel like we kind of and I'm going to read it from a different translation. I'm going to read it from the uh, message. Mm-hmm. God spoke and said, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish, the sea, the bird of the air, and itself. God mm-hmm. created human beings. He created them God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, charge. Mm-hmm. Take charge. That's the part there right there. That part right there. Our purpose is to take charge. It's to have dominion. It's it's Mm -hmm. to literally be responsible for every living thing. Be responsible for fish in the sea, birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you say something. I know I said a lot. No, I love it. You know, I I think it's just spot on what you're saying, you know, um, I'm gonna I'm add to that and not repeat what you just said. I think it's important for us to realize that um, God created man in Genesis one, informed man to Genesis two, and and the difference is that it, it, it points to how our prayer life should be. You know what I'm saying? Like when when we pray. What you're praying for, God will create that thing for you up in heaven. But we have to stay in the will of God to be able to attain those things. Like, you know what I'm saying? We pray, you know, as it is in heaven, let it be here on earth. And sometimes we don't realize the power of a man and a woman coming together in a prayer life to 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 together call things down that apart they might not have the power to do. But together, they can accomplish this thing. 
I think that we oftentimes forget even the purpose of a relationship or a marriage. And that's why you have a lot of times, let's just say a relationship, you have um, people wondering, where is this going? You know, uh, are we just trying to see where things go? When the truth of the matter is, if we had a purpose, if this relationship, if this marriage was something that God had created in heaven and we prayed that thing down, then there would be no question now as to what my purpose should be individually and together. Because when a thing formed, like <clears throat> I always say, in the last show I said, I said that um, we want a soulmate, right? Mm -hmm. Well, soul in the Greek is what? Psyche. Yeah. Psyche is mind, will, emotions. Yeah. What is mate? Mate speaks to fruitfulness, mm -hmm. prosperity. So this relationship or our coming together, I should say, should be fruitful, as mm -hmm. you was pointing out, mm -hmm. in regard to children, but yeah. also in regard to my mind, my will, and my emotions. We should both be uh, more emotionally intelligent as a result of you being in my life. Right. Because you have you have come into my life and again you you have made me fruitful in those areas like i'm more focused now yeah. in my in my personal life and my spiritual life because like i'm gonna end here and say this if if when a man finds a wife he finds a good thing and obtains favor with the lord mm -hmm. that is more practical than spooky right mm -hmm. God used the same description for the Holy Spirit and a wife. So yeah. if God allows you to encounter something that's that special, mm -hmm. that great, then you better protect that thing with your life. Right. Because this thing does not come along every day. So if she's a woman of virtue and, and, and your heart can safely trust in her, Mm -hmm. And she's causing now because women are like an incubator. They they make better. They multiply. Right. And you mentioned that, you know, uh, children. So if I give her my seed, I right. get a baby. Right. Right. If if I give her my dreams, she yeah. give me a business plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I give her a house, mm -hmm. she makes that house a home. Yeah. Right. So. That speaks to purpose. Our coming together is for something greater than we can even imagine or think if yeah. we really think about the purpose of us individually. Like if a man establishes, right, mm -hmm. a woman helps you to maintain. Yeah. That's why I got to have a castle to put the queen in, right? right. I have to create a heaven put that angel in yeah if i don't have things in order and she comes alone she has the, the help meet right. will have nothing to help me with mm -hmm. and i'll come, end there come on come on come on come on come on come <laughs> on keep on going shoot i <laughs> mean i ain't want to hold the time <laughs> there's so much that we build on yeah hello jessica how you doing today? hello therapist i see you up in the building <laughs> 
and I see Brother James, Reverend James up in the building. But uh, in like a quick recap and just kind of say that. So I started off talking about Genesis 1 and 20, 27, 28. And basically, you know, um, talking about our purpose mm -hmm. is to be fruitful and multiply, to subdue the earth, be have dominion, take charge. I like the message mm -hmm. say take charge. Like I feel like that's what we're supposed to do. Um, as men and women coming together and then you know my brother came in you know he he, he dropped a couple bucks y'all yes. heard him y'all heard him y'all heard him but um i think the question is what is the purpose for man and woman and of course we coming from the godly view but i also want your opinion as what is your purpose now and what are you doing to fulfill your purpose um in the earth so that's my question now are we talking as partners or just separately men and women coming together um okay. i feel like partnership in, is in many forms we can have partnership in relationship we can have partnership in business we can have partnership in families husband and wife of uh, yeah. mother Brother, sister and brother so yes relationships so what's okay. your what's your opinion uh, and how we, so ask me the question over again how we operate together <laughs> what is the purpose for man and woman what is the purpose well um biblically talking our all of our purpose is to kind of further the kingdom work. So um, my purpose as a brother and sister in Christ is to help the next person uh, become a disciple for Jesus Christ. That's my first job. And mm -hmm. then my my second job is to help people walk in their purpose. So move yeah. them towards their destiny, not destruction. So as we come into partnership, that's why it matters who you're partnered with, you know, are you partnering with people by purpose or what's holding you together? So you got to look at what's holding you together. Is it pain that's holding you together? Is it purpose? Is it, is it uh, trauma? Is it, you know, is it lust? Is it, what is it that's holding you together and what drives the relationship? Um, so in walk in walking in purpose, I should also be uh, supporting others and walking in their purpose as well. So that looks different. Of course, that's like you said, it's going to look differently in every venture, every avenue that you're you're in. However, that partnership looks. Yeah, I like that. You said, "Don't bring them to destruction. Bring them to destiny." Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. It was what you, very. What do you think, Brother James? I think uh, the purpose for us coming together as a couple would be to tear down Satan's kingdom. Mm -hmm. Our purpose as we come together as a couple should not be for clicks, views, and likes on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It ought to be to the point to where when we wake up in the morning and the minute our knees hit the floor, the minute our legs hit the ground, that the devil is terrified at that moment because he knows that, oh man, here they go again. Mm -hmm. Here they come again. Every time I try to throw something at them, 
they are always ready and they're always prepared and they always are well versed in keeping God first and making sure they keep a focus on what the focus ought to be on. Now in a carnal mindset, but our focus ought to be is to make sure that when you become a couple, what you gotta realize is that you gotta subtract you gotta subtract the me for we. Mm-hmm. It can no longer be about me at that moment. What the other person needs has to be more important sometimes than what you are needing. You Absolutely. cannot you cannot operate in that same single mindset yeah. that you have been operating in. Because if you operate in that same single mindset, guess what? You're gonna find yourself right back in that single state. <laughs> and that's true. You just gotta make sure that you are walking in a way that God wants us to walk, doing the things that God would have us to do, and making sure that every aspect of our relationship is pleasing to God in every part. I want to ask um, Pastor Greg this question mm-hmm. after hearing what he said. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how this conversation started exactly, but when you, when you guys were thinking about this topic and, you know, you chose to do it, mm-hmm. did you guys also come from a place where you talked about the purpose that's not being displayed in the earth? That's the things that are not happening. And how can we you know, really allow God's purpose and his will to manifest? Um, I don't think we touched too much on um, why it's not happening. Um, I know we did touch on what is not happening. (laughs) But but your question is a very good question. Um, Why it's not happening? I I think that like you, you have been one um, that a lot on social media has pushed that word purpose. Yeah, I think that we don't um, think about the intentionality of life, period, as a single person, yeah. engaged or married. Yeah. Because I think that we, we live life in routine and habit. Yeah. And what I do today is what I do tomorrow yeah. and the next day. And the next day, before you know it, like this is how goals and dreams get put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. You didn't find time to, to pursue those things. Mm-hmm. So think about a relationship or even a marriage with we're together. And I, every day is routine. Friday is date night. Saturday is probably chill. Uh, Sunday, you might go to church together and, and you might relax later on. But you never think about in this relationship, where are we trying to go? What are we trying to build as a single person? Where am I going in life mm-hmm. as a man, you know, and a man of God? Where am I going? Yeah. What's my destiny? What is God's purpose for me? Yes, I'm a pastor, but outside of that, what else would God have me to do outside of the pulpit, outside of my church, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes because we don't know who we are, it is mm-hmm. hard for us to decipher where we should go in life. Mm-hmm. Then trying to be a well-balanced human being and, and, and have a social life, have a personal life, and then balance that with a spiritual life, right? Mm-hmm. It is hard sometimes to understand 
the avenues or the places rather that I should go or should not go. And then think about this. We're all Christian men and women. When is the last time that you brought a soul to Christ? Yeah. When is the last time that you evangelized to somebody? Right. That is all of our purpose. That's right. As, as a blood-bought believer. That's what and just sometimes we forget that. Right. We we are good. We are good at, at doing church, right? Mm. But we are bad at being human. Mm. We do church very well, but the work of the church versus church work ain't the same thing. And oftentimes we do we do church work really good. Mm-hmm. We plan activities, you know, we, we go to Sunday morning to worship, and those things are great. They are. But but what are we doing that's gonna that's gonna really build our faith? Yeah. And then how am I translating that to somebody else that does not know Jesus? Wow. <laughs> it's easy for me to preach to a congregation of 500, all y'all saved. Mm-hmm. Right. But what happens if you get all them out of here and put 100 mm-hmm. unsaved people? How can I now explain to them Jesus walking on the water? That makes no sense to them. Some of us don't even know what we would say to somebody that does not believe the same thing that you believe. Yeah. What would you do? <laughs> yeah. So I love what you just said there because I feel like this gives us an opportunity as the Golly View show to also... Um, spread the word of God Mm -hmm. and just in the form of us having a conversation, but offering the plan of salvation. Um, I would, you know, James, I don't know, you know how you feel about it, but you let me know, but I feel like, you know, at the end of the show, you know, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Having, you know, a a call to repentance because um, I feel like pastor just gave us a charge. Um, that we should be living out the purpose of our Christian life every day. And one thing I'm thankful for is my father, he's like a street evangelist. So I love it. So we're on the streets. Like I love it. He's calling me, Dre. We about to go take it to the street. We about to go to revival. We about to go streets. We about to go uh we about to go witness. Like that's that's my daddy all day long. So I have that, you know, I have that connection and I'm able to do it. Um, I'm able to do it pretty much like once once a month where I'm able to go on the street and able to um, evangelize with him. Um, but I know. You got something, oh, I was just going to say, and for people that that may not be them right? right because i don't see like i think that's needed and i i do believe if i was in a group of people i could do it but i think on my own that would just probably you know i'd be too timid but i will say even my profession you know i asked god to open doors so i could speak about him because being a therapist if i was a if i was a christian therapist that would be different but just being a mental health therapist i can't force religion or anything on anybody or just just bring that up you know but god has opened many doors with many clients and they brought it up first 
where we could have conversations and stuff like that. So you can also do that for people who is like, well, that's not me going out on the street and doing that. You can ask God to open doors just right where you are or where the mm-hmm. people you're around to do that. So because I don't want people to forget that you were created with a unique design. And so how everybody else does it doesn't mean that's how you have to do it. But right. you do have to ask God to open the door to be able to do it through your design. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to excuse it because yeah, no, I'm not excusing that. I understand what you're saying, but I also want to let you know, like, there's so many other ways besides just being on the street, on the corner, like, mm-hmm. like what you said, like, you know, living, like living and being who you are as a Christian, as a believer, let your life preach. And then mm-hmm. people will come and ask you what you, what, who is, who is the God that you serve? Right. Who, who is that person? But another way I feel like that our purpose can be revealed is that we be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit because God is always trying to reach us to reach someone else, mm-hmm. like grocery store or whether we're in Walmart or whether we're at the bank, like everywhere we go, be like, allow your sensitivity of the height of who God is to just be a little bit more stronger. So you can. Uh, all right. Like, hold on, wait a that caught me out guard. I'm like, <laughs> she preaching. But I'm just saying because I feel like that's another form of street evangelism, and that's why I say I don't want to excuse it because I see what you're saying, but then at the same time, there's still a way. And then if you do have some timidness or if you do have some some fear. I say, let's get your faith up. Get into environments where you are hearing and people are talking like what we're saying. And if if you're not in those environments, you start the conversation. Because Mm -hmm. that's our purpose. Mm -hmm. We're here as the godly view, soul brothers and soul sisters. We want God's will because time is winding up. Mm -hmm. I was telling somebody this the other day. I was saying it's so important, and then I want to get your take on this, um, James. It's so important for us to teach our youth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our purpose as men and women of God, because that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking okay. about purpose. Our purpose as men and women of God is to create the future leaders of our world, mm-hmm. of God's kingdom of our churches and of our families mm-hmm. and how we do that is important. God's willing to who they are mm-hmm. nurturing the things that they're good at, whether it's sports, you can bring God in anything. y'all. Right. Anything. Right. Y'all seen that man wearing 316 on his eyes. He did. It's oh much. yeah. It's so much. It's 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 so many. But I'm gonna let you talk from from that standpoint, James. How can we add the purpose for men and women to create the future leaders of this world with our youth? Well, first thing that we got to do is we got to change the method of how we are getting to our young people. Ooh. 
Let's be honest. Let's be honest. What worked for us back in the day is not gonna work for these young people now. So like let's keep it all the way 100 on here when we was growing up we was not asked do you want to go to search today it was a get up we are going to search today and you better not complain about it you better not say nothing about it and you better not even act like you're about to tear up because i'm gonna give you something to cry about and guess what you're still going to have to go to search Nowadays, our young people nowadays have that option of, do you want to go to search today? Okay, <laughs> you don't feel like going to search today? Okay, little Billy, you don't got to go to search today. You can mm-hmm. lay in bed and stay at home. We well, have to. James, I want to say something real quick about that. It, I, do you think the parents are giving them that option because they want to stay at home too? Y- yes, yes. I definitely agree with that. Because I think what has happened is this generation of our generation, what mm-hmm. we have done is we got tired of the going to church every Sunday morning. We got tired of that. So because we got tired of it, we gave our children the excuse of, do you want to go to church today? In the back of our head, we like, please say no, please say no, please say no, <laughs> because I can use you as my excuse of why I'm not going to church today. Listen, I can I just be humble and open and transparent? Yeah, okay? <laughs> I was on that game like when I got I got pretty comfortable being a bedside bedside Baptist, as we like to call it. Mm-hmm. And it took me a minute after the pandemic to get back into going to church, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, I do believe people need like, like you can watch church on a Sunday at sometimes, like yeah. take you a Sunday and rest or whatever. But yeah, I, I was one of them because it was, a, it was, it was an expectation. You going. <laughs> and I had to wear a skirt. I hate to wear dresses. That's why. <laughs> I hate to wear dresses in church. But that's neither here nor there. But I, I get what he's saying, you know. But I think we do need to get back into it's not really a, a suggestion. It is, this is something you need. You got to do. You need. Right. Yeah. Because what has happened is when the pandemic happened, what it did was it gave us the option of turning on your computer or turning on your television and you can watch about 10 or 12 preachers Mm -hmm. at different times and you could do it out of the comfort of your own home in your pajamas laying in your bed but then our searches started struggling when that happened because you have a lot of the members that are still Oh, I go to search. I go, I attend to search online. But what are you contributing financially? Are you really going by what the word says, where it says, forsake not the gathering together? Are you really doing that? It's preacher. Baptist, are you really forsaking not the gathering together? But as we're talking about our young people, the best way to do it is we have to remember that we are not going to reach a, a Kurt Franklin generation with the Albertina Walker method. 
mean when I say that is our method has to change. The message can stay the same. You still preach Jesus to him. You still preach nothing more and nothing less than his son mm-hmm. born, died, and raised on that third point on Sunday morning. That's what you preach to him. But you got to wrap it up or do it in a way that they can understand it to where, mm-hmm. and let's keep it out of the way real, the young people nowadays are not wanting to stay in search for no three or four hours. The path it on Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you get about what I have learned from our young people nowadays we live in a snapshot society where or a real society where you can get it within two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. You get young people's attention, if you're lucky, for about 25 to 30 minutes. If you ain't saying something that is impactful to them, by that 25 or 30 minute mark, they tuning you out trying to figure out what they're about to do with the rest of their day. So Hello. we make sure that... <laughs> We need to make sure that as we are ministering to them, that we're saying something that is going to be impactful to them as well. And, and let me say this to the pastors, this to the men and the women pastors, whoever. To James' point about 25 minutes, let me tell you something. I know we're not all of the same denomination, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm Baptist born, Baptist bred. Mm-hmm. You preach the Baptist folk more than 30 minutes, you're going to lose them. Preach. And, and the truth of the matter is, <laughs> if you have not said anything in 25 minutes, what are you doing? Thank I mean, you. like, sermon structure is so important, too, for people to understand. Same way you write a paper and you got to open it, and you got to body, you got to close. Listen, you got to understand that now, now I realize that all of us have not been necessarily in ministry or preaching the same amount of time. Now that does matter. It does matter, right? Like I'm I'm 42. I started preaching at 19 years old, right? So by now, that's certain, and James can attest to this, that there are certain scriptures that we can just preach on the spot on the spot hmm. like, on the spot you ask right? us to preach that's one of the ones we going yeah. right to because right. you know oh yeah. man i got that yeah. like lord you i know you're gonna give me something to say on yeah. this <laughs> certain scriptures preach themselves right now you add the art of preaching the homiletics to it and then you add the 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 the, the um the person's charisma or swag to it Come on, depending girl. upon who it is, you got a beautiful <laughs> sermon here, right? But there are other there are other scriptures. I got to sit with this for a while, <laughs> and God got to really reveal this that like uh, reveal this thing to me. <laughs> and and the seasoned preachers understand that even the scriptures that preach themselves, there's still some meat on the bone, right? It's always some more shrimp for this gumbo. If you come mm-hmm. back around to it, you know, and, and, and really start pulling off, like, an example would be, like, for talk about the Paul and the thorns, right? They always talk about the thorns, 
but they never read verses like one through eight, which talk about his dream. It took Paul 14 years. Talk about this, right? That means he had an encounter with God and he kept saying, I'm not sure if I was in the body or out of the body, but all I know, I encountered God. That's a whole nother sermon. That if you add that to the thorns and talk about having a high time in the Lord, only to then come out and to be plagued with something. Because that's what happens a lot of times, right? Thanks. Now you add that to talking about purpose. What gets in the way sometimes of us carrying our purpose out? The thorns that come out of nowhere. Paul didn't know where that thorn came from. He was like, wait, what is this? Paul understood in that text when he was talking to that church that a lot of these apostles he was saying are boasting in themselves. Right. Paul did not even want to share his dream because his thing was, I don't want attention drawn to me. Mm -hmm. Right. But he was determined to stay in his purpose. And he realized, you know what? 14 years I've been struggling with. Should I say something about this? He gets it out now to then talk about what he was plagued with after that high time in the Lord. Right. It is hard for us to, to, to carry our purpose out without understanding that the scripture says that it's good for me that I've been afflicted, My that God. I might learn his statutes. When you're walking in your purpose, God will have you dealing with burden and a blessing at the same time. You know what I'm saying? You got to pick your mat up and walk. This mat might be a little heavy, yeah. but this mat is your testimony. You can carry it now so you're whole, right? Mm -hmm. Carry it. Don't, don't get arrogant. Because here your mess right here. Mm. So why are you looking at them, judging them, I want to judge them? No, your mess right here in your hand. Uh-uh. Talk about your mess, right? Come on. But then that becomes two. Should I be transparent? Well, how transparent should I be? You know, to Jessica's point about the, the, the strengths in us being comfortable in certain areas. Yeah. God give all of us a gift. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's and it's when you can be use passion to operate in your gift mm -hmm. and put some God on it. That's your purpose. Come on, supernatural. That, that's your that's your passion to marry your gift. God and match them together. Right? Because because right. you you really was gifted when you was unsaved. Okay. You 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 were this might sound funny. Break it down. I need me some former drug dealers as trustees because they understand how to count money. They understand how to appropriate money. They understand business. But when they were drug dealers, they were in the wrong arena. They were doing wrong. But the gift was still there. Now they're in the church. Same action, right? Different method. Now I'm out for the Lord now. Same mm -hmm. skill set. They're brilliant. Mm -hmm. when, when you can take whatever they take and make whatever they make, <laughs> you mm 
you are a brilliant individual. Now, when you turn your life around in the church now, put some God on it, think about how that person could be used. And the reality is, how are you going to tell somebody that God is a deliverer if you ain't never been delivered? Well, how? like, like you need a testimony. That's right. To make somebody else believe that, yeah. wow, man, I knew you when you was like that. Mm. You ain't that way now. Right. Like I, I'm in here and say this. I, I pride myself on being one who is not ashamed to be transparent sometimes, yeah. right? The only reason that I'm pretty good now at knowing how to treat a woman is because I ain't always been this way. Well, I ain't always, I was ever a player, but I know how to get my way, right? Yeah. Now, when I, was, when I was in college, I knew how to get my way. I knew what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. Mm. I was a smooth operator. I ain't afraid to say that. But I was young and dumb, right? Right. We have all been there. Yeah. We've been saved. I I was saved then, yeah, too. But I wasn't as in Christ as I should have been. You know, you're 19, 20, 21 years old, right? But God has a way Mm -hmm. of helping you to use. Oh, he he has the gift of gab. Okay. I'm going to use that. Now, I can go into a club for the, and have a conversation. I plan events at clubs mm-hmm. because you cannot, I can't reach the unsaved or the borderline people in the church. No. So I'm going to have a conversation at this club. I'm going to rent it out. <laughs> and if you want to come, pay your $20. We're going to come in here and have a conversation because I know how to not straddle the fence, but I know how to talk to somebody that's not a church person. Yeah. But 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 cover that conversation with the Bible and they don't even know it. Wow. I'm giving you scripture and just not telling you where it's coming from. Yeah. It's just in the conversation. And now yeah. you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, he a pastor? Oh, he the pastor. Right. That's the pastor right there. Now you want to come to my church. Oh, wow. Oh, but you're wearing Timberlands. Yeah. And the varsity coat. Yeah. The clothes don't make the man. The man make the clothes. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I might be in a a suit Sunday. I might not. Mm. It depends on what Sunday it is, who I'm preaching to, and what the event is. My point is just that, like Jessica, from a therapeutic means. Yeah. Listen, theology that has no psychological impact will never change your life. Never. Like, I I thank God. My my degree is in psychology, right? Mm -hmm. I thank God for that area because not a therapist, no. But I understand psychology. Yeah. And and as being a pastor, I realize you, you, you don't need no prayer. You you need some medication. <laughs> or, or, you need, or you need some therapy, right? <laughs> because we <laughs> you can't pray everything. No, you cannot. No, no, baby. Your son got ODD. Yeah. You know, he, listen. <laughs> so he, he, he stop listening to OPP 
and get him some medication, some MED. Okay, <laughs> because <laughs> can, yeah. we can't pray this away. No, I'm, I'm my friend away. I got a young man. Listen, I think he got ODD. Can you see him? You know, go ahead. <laughs> but you know, say to that, even there has. Do you know how many clients recently? I just. And while they're talking, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because I can already see the transformation. Mm -hmm. And it's just by me giving them principles that are biblical principles. I don't say it's from the Bible or, you know, yeah. God says this, but I give them principles from the Bible right. to help. Even well, I think one of my purposes is to also help people, couples in relationships and families, heal families. And right. I've seen these principles working. But it's a little bit harder with families, but couples. I've already started to see transformation, you know? And so they don't know, they don't, one of my couples, I can talk really about God because they bring it up, but, you know, I've already seen, seeing transformation. Sometimes you just need an outside person to help you pinpoint, Yeah, you know? And that's why it matters who you're connected with. Mm -hmm. Are they walking in a purpose or are they pushing you towards devastation, you know? Okay, sorry, Andrea. What were you gonna say? Okay, so two things. The first thing is when you was talking about Paul, mm -hmm. there's so much richness in Paul, and there's so much, I think, depth in yeah. like his teaching. Um, he is one of my spiritual mentors um that I love to read, study, and like yeah. just have think tanks about. Um, but I did want to go to because we want the male and the woman, like we want, we want to see both sides. And mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about Esther and Mordecai. Come on. Those two individuals, to me, they came together for a common goal. And a lot of times we don't understand that our purpose is hinged upon someone else being in place, whether it's, whether it's that man being in place or whether it's that woman being in place. Because if Mordecai wasn't in place to tell Esther what to do, mm -hmm. you know, I don't feel like he could have been followed through because she was kind of hesitant, you know, like, hold on, shut up, shut up. What? But because he was like, this is your assignment. And a lot of times as women, we need that male voice. The purpose of men, men, we need to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. When Janine heard that we had a prospect of us having the Soul Brothers on, she knew that the godly view could not be the godly view with just the women. Mm. He knew we needed the man and the woman. Mm. So we're fulfilling purpose just yeah. being on this show on tonight. Coming together and having our, both of our voices be heard. Because we need the male voice and we need the female voice as well. Mm. And I think to round out this discussion, as we um, get ready to close, I'm going to let you guys, each one, um, if you guys want to say one more thing about what we've talked about. Um each of us individually are already walking in our purpose alongside of a woman and a man. Mm -hmm. Each of us, um, Jessica and her field of therapy, pastors, both of you guys um, pastoring, um, both of you guys walking in ministry and doing what you do in ministry. And then myself, 
um, and doing all the things that I do. And we couldn't do it without each other. Right. So our purpose is fulfilled when we're together. And I'm going to let let uh, Brother James, if you want to close us out. Uh, in closing, uh, I think uh, Neo said it best. We are movement by ourselves, but we are force when we're together. All right. We need each other in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. When God made Adam, he understood Adam had an assignment that he had to do. As Adam finished the assignment, God said, God looked and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So what did he do? He didn't create him somebody for him to step on. Mm-hmm. But he created somebody for him to be that will be a helpmate to him. And here's the thing: once a man finds that helpmate, that woman that is going to help push him to that greater calling that God has him for. Let's be on. Let me be real with y'all. Once they find that, once we find that, that is when we will truly see the manifestation of what God wants to do in our life. We think that God is doing something now, but once we align ourselves with our purpose partner, the person that we are supposed to be with, God is going to be able to blow our minds. Mm -hmm. Now, as I close it out, I'll say it like this. Is there going to be storms while you, when you find your purpose partner? Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's going to, God didn't promise you that there wouldn't be storms. Right. But what did he promise you? He promised you that you was going to make it to the other side. When he went with his disciples and he was ministering to his disciples, he told them, let us cross over to the other side. Mm -hmm. That was confirmation that they was going to make it to their destination. Then they ran into a storm. Mm -hmm. When they ran into that storm, they started to worry. Now, why they started to worry, I don't understand. Because God had already given them the confirmation that they was going to make it to their destination. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as believers and as human beings, we forget who we have on our ship with us. We forget mm-hmm. who we have in that ship with us. We're not in this by ourselves. We got somebody right there by our side that said, we're going to make it to our destination. So mm-hmm. that would be how I close it out. Pastor Gregory, what you want to say? Oh, I'm going to close James. I'm going to close James' sermon. So not only did he say, let's go to the other side. When Peter got out the boat, come on. We come are on. so critical of mm. Peter. Because he he didn't sink. The text say he began to sink. Right? That that's that's a miracle. Because what do you throw in the water that begins to sink? No, it just sinks. So if he began to sink, slowly he was sinking. We criticize him and we say, Well, he took his eyes off of Jesus. Nowhere in that Bible did it ever say. He took his eyes off Jesus. It said when he saw that the wind was boisterous, 
I could be looking at Jesus and my peripheral vision still sees David around, right? Go back to as, as AP talked about purpose partner. When you get distracted because the wind and the waves is, is blowing and you still see your destination and your goal, but you need somebody to whisper in your ear on this earth, baby, keep, look, look just, just follow your dream, follow your goal. I'm with you. I'm right beside you. God got us and can help me when I began to sink to, to get my footing again, right? But now, who in the boat? The boat people who was afraid to get out the boat, but we criticizing Peter. No, criticize them. Peter got out, right? And we make it seem like Peter did not make it to where he was trying to go. If Jesus reached down, he must have been right in front of him. Sometimes you can't, you're going to miss your shout because you don't look back to see how far you came. I know it's hard right now, but look, you, you, you done made it. One, two more steps. You'll be, you'll be right there. But we let, because some wind blowing, some rain falling, not realizing that, that God never promised you sun, sunshine. He said, I'll always be with you. If he's with me, then I will dance in the rain, right? If the door has not opened yet, I know you're knocking. <laughs> you're knocking. The door shall be opened, but ain't open yet. Dance in the hallway. Because you know, like, we don't, you don't praise God for what he did. You praise God for the possibility that he's going to act. And that is what ends up making him act. Because what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. The more we get this word in us, the stronger we will become. The more that we eat the word of God, and not just that, but eat whatever God put on your plate. Eat the bitterness. Eat the happiness. Eat the joy. Eat the sorrow. If you don't eat, you cannot get stronger. Even, mm -hmm. even in this natural world, I don't just eat collard greens and carrots and salad. Your body actually needs a healthy amount of fat on it. There are good fats that you have to eat, right? You can't mm -hmm. just be 100% muscle. You got to have some fat somewhere on your body. And when we learn how to eat whatever God allows on our plate, that's how you grow. Because you learn how to digest whatever life throws at you. That when you're in a storm like Peter was, you don't, you don't doubt. Even though it's the fourth watch of the night, which is the darkest part between three and six in the morning. You, you know, you know what? J just like Jonah knew, the darkness is for your development, not your demise. Yeah. A picture can never, a, a negative picture can never be the portrait. The dark room is necessary. Mm -hmm. Not only that, the dark room and then needs to be dipped in the water. That's what's wrong. I'm going to end right here. That's what's wrong with some, some of y'all. You ain't been dipped in the water and mm -hmm. hung up.
I'm done. Don't let Sergio whatever he wants. I, <laughs> I, well, what I would like to say is I, I great sermon. Uh, I'm not saying a sermon, but I would like to end with um, a verse from Deut- Deuteronomy starting at 29. Oh, they, oh, I'm reading from the Amplified, amplified Version as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, that, oh, that they were wise, that they understood this. They could discern their future and ultimate fate. How could one chase a thousand and put uh, and two put 10,000 to flight? So that is speaking into people you walk in purpose with. One is great. One person can chase a thousand people down, but two people together can put 10,000 to flight. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're walking in purpose and when you walk, when you join together with others that walk in purpose, you are putting 10,000 people souls to flight. I love it. This has been another Godly View combined episode. I can say that I love these combined episodes. I love the last one that you guys did. And I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Please join us every Saturday for the Godly View. Bye-bye. Bye. See y'all. Peace.